0: Much have your Bibles turn with me to the eighth chapter of the book of Hebrews. Let's all stand as we honor God's word by standing. The eighth chapter of the book of Hebrews, and I'm going to read verses uh, seven through thirteen. Now, as I said before, I want to say it again. Uh, this context goes all the way through the 10th chapter. So what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be going back and forth. And by the time we get done with this context, then we should be somewhere in the 10th chapter uh, of the book of Hebrews. But anyway, the 8th chapter, 7th verse says, for, for if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. For, for finding faith, I'm sorry, for finding fault with them, he saith, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they continue not in my covenant, and I regarded them not, saith the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days saith the Lord, I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. And they shall not teach and, and they shall not teach every man his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me, from the least to the greatest. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins, and their iniquities, will I remember no more. In that he saith, A new covenant he hath made, the first old. Now that that which decayeth and waxeth old, is ready to vanish away. Most Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for the day. Thank you for the blessings of it, Lord. I pray that you'll help us each and every day. Take care of us, Lord, and I need you most ever tonight, Lord. Let me be able to see what I need to see, and and don't show me the things I don't need to see. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. Last week we studied concerning the ending of the Old Covenant. Well tonight, uh, this is the second message on it, the ending of the Old Covenant and the promises of the new. Now, um, I need to uh, go back just a moment to to last week's message and I need to bring you up to date to where we are in this. Last week's message, we began it with something Paul says in the text. He says, for if that first covenant had been faultless, then no place had been sought for the second. In other words, God never changes. But uh, this was a time when uh, Israel broke the old covenant. They didn't live by it. They, They they, Lit, they uh, went to, when when they were in Egypt. They did some some of what the Egyptians did, and some of the worship of the Egyptians. And God didn't like that. And God told them, said, uh, "I'm going to make a new covenant." And He made a covenant with them, the same covenant we have today. He made a covenant with them with the promises that uh, that they would never ever. He would never, ever turn his face upon them again, because he did. He turned his face upon his own people. But he, he had to, because they, they were in such sin and such iniquity that he had to turn his face upon them. But uh, the problem was that the, the old covenant wasn't faultless. It wasn't faultless as far as what God made. It was faultless because of what man did to it. And as, I, as we said last week, that uh, it was it was Adam and his posterity was, was. This was the covenant was made with them, and the very beginning of that old covenant. Uh, well, one one of the main things of that old covenant was the fact that the soul that sinneth it shall die. And uh, and, and that's exactly what happened, because if you if you study the scriptures, as as I said last week and bring us up into this week, if you study the scriptures, you will see that uh, that out of the, all of those that came out of Egypt, which were um, some believe as many as 6 to 10 million, I don't know how many they were, I don't think anybody else does either, but 6 to 10 million people, but out of that group... God uh, let um, those twenty and over die in the wilderness. That was a chastisement up on those people, and and then uh, uh, a lot of them died in other ways because of uh, of their their the sin that they had, and 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 it was really true under the old covenant: the soul that sinneth it shall die. And uh, and so, but they. They so sin that they send their, their blessings away as far as the Old Covenant is concerned. Now, also last week we said, How be it when you knew not God, in talking to these, these Jews that followed after the Old Covenant, when you knew not God, you did service to them that were by nature or no gods. But now after thee have known God, or rather are known of God... How turn ye again to the weak and beggarly elements, or until ye desire again to be in bondage. Ye observe days and months and times and years. as found in Galatians 4. And so even after these, some of them came to know God under the new covenant, They, some of them wanted to go back. And that's what Paul, uh, Paul was uh, rebuking them about here in the book of Hebrews. He was rebuking them about what some of them did, some of them, went back and, and and started practicing under the Old Covenant. But the New Covenant, you know, we're under the New Covenant day, and thank God we are, because of the fact is that uh, under the Old Covenant, probably a lot of us would have already been dead. But uh, under the New Covenant of grace, then God saves us. He saves us for all eternity, and he'll save everyone that looks to him uh, for salvation, and he does it. By grace through, through faith. And so as a result of it, then we're eternally saved. And there's no way that, that we'll die because of our sins, because our sins have been covered and, and taken care of in, in the shedding of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, as we said last week. Now this week, uh, we want to get bring, bring this message up. The old covenant and the promises, uh, the great apostle states, For finding fault with them, he saith, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. And so that's, uh, these Hellenistic Jews, they were saved. They were saved Jews. Well, some of them were, not all of them, but some of them were saved Jews, and they were saved under the preaching of, 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 um, in in the church at Jerusalem, under the preaching of James. The brother of Jesus, and he was a pastor of the church there at um, at the uh, at uh, Jerusalem, and so these Jews were saved. But but there's some of them that had gone back to Judaism, and even some today, even some today have are living back in, under old Judaism. Uh, you, you you have these. Um, all of these synagogues out there we got one right here in Vidalia or one in Vidalia all, all these synagogues they worship under the old covenant and, um, and it's, it's not that it's not that works saved the old Jews it's the fact that, uh, that 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 God they were God's people and they went away and when when God told Adam not to eat of that tree and he did eat then that brought on the, the sin of everyone that enters into the world today but the thankful is that, that that covers the Jews and the Gentiles and so as a result of it these Jews uh, they some of them still wanted to live under the old covenant some still do today want to live under the old covenant but, but they're not living under the old covenant now he, he made a better covenant for them the promises he made with the Jews under the new covenant are the same promise he makes with us who are the saved Gentiles. Same promises. They have the same promises we have. They have promised that if we trust Christ as our Savior, then we'll, then he, he'll save us and we'll be saved forever. There won't, there won't be any fear of, of going to hell because we're, we're, we're saved forever. So those promises were made to them as they were made to us. It was the apostle who told the Roman church, which was a Gentile church, as we, as we are a Gentile church. I want you to turn to Romans 10, uh, and this, this will take us back to some of the things that uh, we want to see here in Romans the 10th chapter. and uh, <coughs> Romans the 10th chapter, and I'm going to begin reading in the first verse of the Romans the 10th chapter. He says there in the 10th chapter, he says... Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Even Paul knew, even in his day, Paul was a was a preacher to the Gentiles. But uh, I mean, yeah, to the preacher of the Gentiles. But he realized that some of his brethren who were of the Jews were 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 not even saved, and they were still living under the old the old laws. He said, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that it might be safe, for I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Now, uh, I hope and pray that there's no one here or no one out here in live streaming I don't know how many people we've got listening tonight but out here in live streaming that that believes that uh, uh, that they can still live under the law and still go to heaven you can't do it you can't do it there's no there's no law given the Bible says there's no law given that can that can save a man's soul no law given for Christ is the end here, here it is the fourth verse of the tenth chapter He tells these Jews, he's speaking to these Jews now. He says, For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. For Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. And that that was, that was the penalty. If you didn't live by those laws of the Old Testament, you lost your life. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on the wise, say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith it? The word is nigh for thee, even in thy mouth, and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. Now you you remember the Lord told the uh, Israelites, he told Judah, he said, I'm going to put my law into your heart. I'm going to put my law into your mind. I'm going I'm to put my law there where you won't, you won't ever be without it. You, you won't ever have an excuse to say that I don't know what's right and what's wrong because he said, I'm going to put it in your heart and I'm going to put it in your mind. And verse 7 says, or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring up Christ again from the dead, But what saith it, the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. And and regardless of, uh, if you've trusted the Lord as your Savior, what God expects of you is in your heart. It's it's never out of your heart. It's always in your heart. It's never a time when, when, when you don't know what the will of God is for your life. You know what the will of God is for your life. If you study the scriptures at all, you'll learn what the will of God is for your life. This is what God expects of his children. And he says down here in the, in the ninth verse that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Now that is, um, uh, that is why we walk a church aisle. We don't walk a church aisle to be saved. We walk a church aisle to confess that we, ought, we have been saved and to confess the Lord as Savior. He says in the 10th verse, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So we know that uh, that there is a way to be saved. And, and, and Paul is writing to these Jews right now. He, he's telling these Jews the same thing. I would tell you the same thing that any preacher today would tell you how to be saved. He's telling them what they need in order, in order to be saved. It was, the, it was the unbelief of the Jews was brought on the making of a new covenant. Uh, Paul is telling them here, said said, you, you, yeah, you've got a zeal to serve the Lord. you You've got a zeal to follow after him, but you're doing it in the wrong way. And is that possible? Is that possible that we, that man can serve the Lord in the wrong way? Of course it is. Those old Pharisees who, who lived under the law, they, they, were, uh, uh, they were under the law of God, and they lived under the law, and they believed that everything they did was right. Everything they did was right. If you, if you read back there where they said, I'm thankful I'm not like other men. I, I don't do the same things that other men do. Well, the thing about it is, is, is uh, they 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 believe in they believe they have their own self righteousness, and they believe they live with that self righteousness, and that self righteousness does not save them. That self righteousness, self righteousness saves no man. You know, I, I've even had people over the years who have told me they said, "Well, I believe the way I want to." But well, that's, that's wrong. You either have to believe the way the Lord wants you to, or, or you're not believing at all. You know, you may, you may have your own ideals about what, what men should do and your own ideals about salvation. But you, you see where those ideals have taken us today. Those who walk church aisles, they believe they're saved. Those who go into the baptismal waters, they believe because they did that, they're saved. Those who read their Bible every day, they believe they do that to, to, to cause them to be saved. But that doesn't save people. That doesn't save people. People are only saved by, by, by faith, by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and trusting Him as, as their Savior. So uh, now I want you to turn to me uh, to Hebrews, the 10th chapter. Let's go back over, back to Hebrews. I turned away from it. Turn, Hebrews, the tenth chapter, and here's what Paul tells these Jews, beginning in the first verse of tenth chapter. He says, "For the law, that's the reason I said this whole context here goes all the way through the tenth chapter. For the law, having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never, with those sacrifices which they offered year by year," Uh, continually make the comers thereunto perfect. Uh, you know, said, he says, you can keep your old laws. You can you can have your your sacrifices and all that, but he says, they're not going to do you any good. They're not going to save you. You know, just like today, you know, we can, uh, there's people today who believe that if they can go to church enough, if they can read their Bible enough, if they can walk a church aisle enough or if they can go to the... And they're doing it every, doing it every Sunday. If they can go to the altar, which there is no such thing as a, as an altar today because Jesus Christ is our altar. Every time we go to Christ, we go to our altar and pray to him. But they go, they think if they make a trip to the altar every Sunday that they've done something that week that they think they're lost and, and they can be saved again. And that's what... Uh, Paul is, is talking about these Jews here. He says, For then would they, in the second verse, he said, For then would they not have ceased to be offered because that the worshipers, once purged, should have had no more conscience of sins. But in those sacrifices, in other words, they shouldn't have a, a, a dead a, a dead conscience as, as to sin. You know, if, if you sin and God doesn't in some way show you it's sin, then you've got problems. God, God, shows, God shows all of us when we sin, God either convicts us of that sin or he'll make our conscience just about kill us, one of the two. And so, but that's what he's referring here to. In the third verse, he says, but, but in those sacrifices there is no remembrance again made of sins every year. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice an offering thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin thou hast had no pleasure. The only thing God takes pleasure in today is trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. The only thing God takes pleasure in is to is to trust in his son, trust in what his son did uh, there on Calvary's hill, what, what his son did there that, that would save us. You know, that's, that's all it takes. That's all there is to it. You know, we try to make more out of religion than, than is really there in religion. Um, let's go on over to the 7th the verse of this same chapter. He says, Then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book, it is written of me to do thy will, O God. Above when he says sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and, and for sin thou wouldest not, neither has pleasure therein which are offered by the law. There, it's all right here. It's all right here. I'm, I'm pointing to the heart. It's all right here everything is right here you know people people have a head knowledge of Christ they have a head knowledge of religion, they have a head knowledge of righteousness, but they don't have a heart knowledge. it's all right there it's it's all in the heart. it's believers who believe and and solemnly believe and 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 do believe and and never never have any doubt that the Lord has saved you i I've often said this many times in my ministry. I have three sureties in my life. One that God saved me March 27 1967. Number 2 that God called me to preach and number 3 I'm exactly where God wants me right this day or I wouldn't be here. That's 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 my three sureties of, of my life. And we should have those sureties in our life that once we're saved that we that we know that to be to be what god has done for us he said in ninth verse and then said he lo i come to do thy will o god he taketh away the first that he may establish the second by the which we are sanctified through the offering of the body of jesus christ once for all and every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices which can never take away sin that's the difference the difference in the old, the difference in the old covenant and the, and the new covenant. Under the old covenant, they they did it every day. He says here. He says, and and every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. You know, the veil was rent from the top to the bottom when Jesus died. But what what those what those Jews did. Those those Hellenistic Jews that still trusted the law, what they did is, you know, I like to say they sewed it up and kept using it, and they still use it today. They still use what they claim to be the veil today that that the Lord stripped from the top to the to the bottom was done away with 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 the law as 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 being uh, as being against man. He says, but this man talking about Christ after he had offered one sacrifice. For sins forever set down on the right hand of God, from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. One offering, one time, one time. If we go, you can go all the way back to the sixth chapter of the book of Hebrews, where he says in the sixth chapter, it's impossible for man to, to be to be not be saved again because if a man is saved and, and and he then he gets lost then jesus is going to have to come back and die again he's only going to do it he's not going to do it he only does it once so that that is the key to the fact that we are saved for all eternity he says we of the holy ghost also is a witness to us for after that he has said before this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord, I will put my laws, here it is, I just said it a while ago, I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them, and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. And where, where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. I tell you, once, once you've been remitted, and your sins have been cleansed, There'll be no more you, you won't you won't you don't have to come to an altar and do it again you don't have to walk a church aisle to do it again you don't have to pray certain prayers to do it again. There's religions out there today that they 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 so burden their people down that when the people go home they don't know they don't know what they have to do next or what they should do next. they have to call their neighbor to find out. What 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 did he say we do, we should do next? It's not like that. Once you're saved, God will tell you he'll write those he writes those laws in your heart, those his will in your heart, and he writes it there for all eternity because you know what the God would have you do. You you can't come to me and say, Brother Paul, I don't know, because if you're saved you do know. And there's nothing I can do. I can't do anything about it. I can't do anything to make you make you more saved. You know, uh, just like a lady asked me to come in my study one time many years ago, and she said, will you please tell me whether I'm saved or not? And I told her, I said, I can't tell you. I called her by name. I said, I can't tell you whether you're saved or not. I said, only you will know that. She said, well, I, I, she said, I am sick about it, but I am so sick about it. So I can't sleep at night thinking that maybe I'm not saved. Well, well, let me tell you, folks, according to what he is saying here, he's saying that those things are not brought back to your remembrance again. They're not brought back to God's remembrance. So why should they be brought back to your remembrance again? You know, yeah, we're, we're sinners. We find ourselves sinning. But we have an advocate with the Father that we can go and we can ask forgiveness of those sins. And, those sins will, and we repent of those sins and, and receive forgiveness that, uh, that we, won't, we won't have to be burdened with them every day. Like the man that I told you about that every time I see him, he'll ask me, do you pray every day to be saved? I said, no, I don't pray every day to be saved. And, and, but that man, I, I could tell you who he was, a lot of you would know him. But that man, you know, that man is living a life of agony. He really is. He really, I, I just was talking to him just one day last week, and he said the same thing. He said, I just hope it's my day. He said, he said, Paul, he said, I'm getting old. And he's, I guess he, he may be older than I am. He said, Paul, I'm getting old. And he said, I'm going to have to go to be with the Lord someday. And he said, I just hope the Lord will accept me. And I called him a name. I said, if you're saved, you're still saved. He said, well, I don't know about that. Well, I'm going to tell you, folks, there's people live like it every day. I don't see how they stand it. I don't see how they stand with the agony of, of, of not knowing whether they're saved or not because it's a terrible thing. This, under the new covenant, you know, we know whether we're saved or not. The keeping of the law never saved a soul. However, the breaking of the law was certain death and strict judgment. Under the new covenant, the dying of of Christ on the tree was the only way to be saved. Man had to do absolutely nothing but to trust what Christ did with certain salvation. It was the great apostle who told the Jews of the New Testament, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all, that call upon him, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 10, 12 through 13. As I said in the, well, I said I'm going to quit putting my name on, but, but what was said in the church bulletin this week, the, uh, the uh, what the Armenians would tell you. The Armenians come up with a uh, the sinner's prayer. Well, there is no such thing as a sinner's prayer. This is what I just read to you, just said to you here. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So as we see tonight, the Jews who call upon the Lord for salvation will be saved, just as we Gentiles are saved. Praise the Lord for the promise of salvation. Thank the Lord for the promise of salvation. You ought to be thanking the Lord for that instead of worrying about what's going to happen to you next of worrying about you know uh, i guess this pandemic has put a lot of worriers out there we're worrying over the pandemic but you know you don't need to worry over that thing you know it's a uh, the uh, lord and lord will take care of those he takes care of i just heard our fabulous president say today you know he said that 80 percent of everybody 65 and over has been vaccinated now i don't know if he's telling the truth or not you don't know about them but he said, "80% of 65 and over has been vaccinated." Well, I'm a, I'm of that 20% that hadn't been, but I've I've had it, and uh, and the Lord brought me through it. Rhonda had it, and the Lord brought her through it. You just don't know, you know. We, I had a bunch of people tell me, "You better not get it; you'll die in no time." And, uh, but that's that's not that's not true. That's not true. The Lord takes care of us; He watches out after us, and. And they've been—they've been people in here that's had it, and they are they're here today, and they're—they're they're right here today, and and they're—they're uh, well. So you know, God will take care of us. So praise the Lord for the promises of salvation. He—he he made us great promises under the new covenant. Thank God for the new covenant. All right, let's all stand.